Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall. This is placeholder intro song. Welcome to The Second Wall, a binge-free zone where we look at a series and discuss it in small chunks, similar to water cooler conversations of old. We can be found on most podcasts and social media platforms, full list of which can be found at beardingthebeast.com. Today we will be continuing our discussion on Carolyn Tuesday. There will be light spoilers around episodes 19 through 21. With me, of course, is fellow Best New Podcast nominee, Drew. <laughs> hey! So, Drew, lots going on here in these episodes, eh? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Uh, a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> I so much so I don't even know where to begin. All right. Well, let's because I know there's a lot of things we will definitely want to be talking about, especially near the end. So let's. Let's start with, go episode by episode, I guess. So we're going to start with Tao's excellent thumbs up after he saves the day. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, like, he just, like, doesn't know how to interact with people so much that he thought, like, a cool guy thumbs up pose was the way to go there. Angela was digging it. That was, that was the first time I actually liked his character. I was like, okay, okay. Kind of like I, it now. I, I've been kind of waiting for this little chunk because I, I suspected that that would be your take. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's just a lot, a lot happening here. So obviously we get the end of the Black Knight arc. Like as soon as Tau steps in it's like yeah no shit's getting done <laughs> and yeah like straight up putting himself in danger to to make sure angela's safe i meant to look into this but this kind of reminded me a little bit of selena if she didn't have someone to save her <laughs> hmm because I'm pretty sure Selena had a very similar story. Like, didn't she get killed during a performance? I'm unsure. And it's been so long. But I, I meant to look into that, but I didn't. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that similar type of thing. Um, I felt there was a lot of Tao uh, in this episode. In, in this episode and the episode afterwards. Um, well, he's definitely... This little mini-arc seemed to... Over the course of these three episodes, 19 through 21, seemed to... be the backstory and elaboration on Tao's character that I had been... that I think I had mentioned earlier on. Mm -hmm. That it's something that I wanted to see. And though I think Tao in his own weird way is starting to, uh, in 19, starting to actually recognize the emotions of others. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's happening because of uh, 
his effectively his effective research into Angela. Yeah. The thing that struck me immediately was the whole your waveform is different from usual. You appear to have some emotional instability coming through. Did something happen? Yeah. It's not the fact that he said that, but that at the end he said, did something happen? It would have made sense in, say, season one if he just said instability coming through and then just stopped. So I think that might actually be some form of character progression with him. Mm-hmm. Or at least him be being able to under, understand other people's emotions more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I noted that too. It's like it, it, it shows in Tao's way that he does care about Angela. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, sure. He says it in the most awkward way possible. <laughs> but he said it. So uh, that's definitely a, a big aspect to that. We also had kind of Jerry approaching Tao to try to use his technology for um, to try to swing these elections coming up. So um, I think that was a big point and it, it kind of these are kind of things that I've seen with Tao throughout that's definitely getting more expressed in these in these episodes. Um, I know you've always said that came across as emotionless, but I always but I got I always got the impression that he didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. And that's where all of this stuff comes from. I mean, you don't become a music producer if you're not trying to get some sort of emotion or try to Oh for sure. I agree. The I I did like his response in that it's not even like a, a, a sense of morality. The reason why he didn't help out. It was just like, no, that's not the purpose of this. Go away. Yeah. And what was interesting to me is he had straight up said, like, this isn't the first um, time I've been approached like this. And I said no yeah. every other time. <laughs> so, uh, but again, I don't, I don't think it's because of any type of moral standing or issue with what they're going to do. I think mm. it's, it's all just related to the purpose of his research. Mm-hmm. And, like, he doesn't want the perversion of it. Yeah. Because that's not what he's seeking. Like, he knows that he could have, you know, power and wealth. It's not, not, it's not what's driving him. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to go into Carol, I don't want to go into the concert chunk yet. We should, um, go ahead. I think we should elaborate into Tao into uh, episode twenty and twenty-one, just specifically his his character. You want uh, to stick with that first? Yeah, because the the fact that he was he stuck to his gun, arrested, put out on bail, and then just immediately went down like. If you're gonna try to do this, I'm just gonna burn you and like superhero moved, like connect all my AIs and we're gonna take him out. The the AI goes, this is illegal. This will be the problem. And he just goes, I don't care. Yep. I I thought that was a pretty badass move. It, I mean, it's funny. It took almost the majority of two seasons for him to uh, become a character that I actually liked to any degree, and. I think 1920, 21 were definitely what did it for me. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, as I said, I, I almost consider these arcs, like I actually wrote down for episode 20, it's like, this was Tao's episode. Mm-hmm. And I think his relationship with Schwartz, is that his name? The benefactor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that's important. I think there's, I see interesting um, parallels between them and I'm not sure if you see the same thing, kind of similar parallels between Dahlia and Angela. Cause it sounds like he's a, par- he's a parental figure. Um, oh yes. A lot of how, how like the interactions went in the one went very similarly with, with the other. Um, but it, sure we'll dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. I have to say the big thing with Tao, it's that sticking to your principles. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a big thing and it's hard to be unwavering in that. Well, and that's, right? it's not even him saving the day that made me like him. It was the fact that he was sticking to his principles and the principles yeah. were sound. The purely the fact that like he would stick to it so unwaveringly that like he knew he was going to get arrested and he did. And he had even like made made plans regarding getting arrested. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting thing because I, I think it's hard to say how much of this he knew in advance, even like having watched it multiple times. But I really get the impression that I, I think they gave the impression that that's even why he has the Angela AI. Mm. it's part of a contingency in case something happens. <laughs> right. Yeah. He probably had like, um, some like hit by a hit by the bus protocols, like in mm. case, like he, uh, passed away or was indisposed for some reason, but yeah. he, he likely would have ramped them up once approached by, uh, Jerry. Yeah. He probably like immediately went, Oh, okay. I'm just gonna clickety click. Okay. Backup is ready. Yeah, and that's when he started to like directly introduce that, mm-hmm. which I liked. Honestly, uh, and... I think these three episodes are more appropriately discussed opposed to uh, in episode, but in arc. Yeah, no, that's actually very fair. I think these three episodes were played into each other so well compared to like even the tournament arc of last season it's like Mm. there's clearly the storylines and i think it made it feel very dense not in a bad way right it's i think in the earlier seasons each of these major arcs would have been their own episode Mm -hmm. i like that they they um split it out this way okay so Let's, um, probably, I guess, probably Carol on Tuesday, I imagine. Leave Angela yeah. for the, the last. Oh, she's definitely the last. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things I wanted to say with Carol and Tuesday right off the bat, um, it was something you expressed last episode. It's like, but do they talk about this stuff? And it started with them talking about the situation with Kyle. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> I mean, like, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I still, as a viewer, I think it sometimes does need to be, like, just st said straight up. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely noticed that that time. I'm like, hey, look, they do say it straight up sometimes. <laughs> uh, I love their preparing for, I guess, the for um, Sedona. Oh, yeah, the, the Sedona Festival. Yeah. The, yeah, the practicing random things and then in the end realizing that they didn't really need it and they should just be themselves. Like, yeah. I liked the simple down-to-earth with just some, you know, claps or finger-snapping and um, guitar piano. Like, mm. they, they understand their charms and they... Yeah were able to do that because that was only a performance that only they could give there. Yeah. Um, but in this, in this case, I don't think it would be directly comparable to Ertegun and uh, Angela's performance. Cause I don't, I don't think it's the same uh, authenticity versus manufactured uh, concept that had been pushed through until this until this part uh, yeah it, I, I think it's because this is the culmination of that mm -hmm. right like, like we can't use that same comparison like like we could have in the previous seasons because we know this is authentic from Artagon, mm -hmm. right we actually saw the process of it right it wasn't roddy's ai yeah. making this it was him making this and you know angela's performance with that like after, you know, realizing Tal literally just saved her life, <laughs> right? And just being able to go out there like that. Um, a couple of things I find interesting just to compare the performances. It's amusing how, and it makes sense, how comfortable Angela was going out on stage, right? Which makes perfect sense given her, given her history. Uh, I liked that... I got the impression that Ertigan, some of the uh, issues with that Ertigan was experiencing the previous set of episodes um, were still there. Mm. Right. And he used that in his performance. Right. Like he literally was like, no, no, I had a breakdown, <laughs> you know, shares that and uses that to get the energy back. Um, I mean, it was kind of corny, but I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, again, how the rivalry between Angela and Carolyn Tuesday is still there. And I really believe that Angela's performance, because they're, they're like, Angela's performance there made Carolyn Tuesday better. Yeah, I think so. It was so. seeing their performance that made him go, like, nope. We're just going and sitting on stage. And holy crap, going from getting empty pop can, empty drink cans tossed at them the year previous to a hundred thousand people being silent, taking in the performance. And really feeling it and like, Finally seeing, like, that's what I like about the the animation. This, like, you could see Ertigan, like, looking on 
approvingly mm-hmm. to the performance. Yeah. And even like Tao standing there just like absorbing it. Yeah. And Angela as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's and you know, like Angela was absorbing that to make herself better as well. Yeah. To spur herself on. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I didn't quite get my notes ready for con- conversing this way. So no, it's okay. A little bit. So for, and then, and of course that pushed through to like the Mars, Mars Grammy and then getting like the lead up for their big featuring Getting that all sorted, and of course more uh, recording and preparing for like the album. Um, like tw- twenty was very light on Carol on Tuesday, yeah, but it really it- culminated in twenty one with the uh, the church scene. Yes, and that was a great scene. Probably one of the better scenes with Carol on Tuesday. That's uh, saying a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, it just. The you you can see the growth and the direct path of them achieving their dreams. You can see uh, each step is forward. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a case of like uh, a couple steps forward and a step back. Yeah, um, there's there's a definite progression there, and the cohort that you know believes in them. Yeah. And then, of course, in the end of that, I, re- I really liked, uh, I keep forgetting his name, the producer guy. Toby? Toby. Yeah, Toby, with just him going, like, I would, I'd never do this normally, but I, I'm going to play that organ for you. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, the sound and the vibe and then all of it leading up to just like finally uh just delivering just delivering yeah <laughs> which like it had been kind of a bit of a gust trope up until now where he had kept trying and failing yeah and then of course he delivers and it's flipping crystal yeah <laughs> like i actually wrote down crystal exclamation mark much like when skip showed up i was like skip exclamation mark <laughs> uh, I I did like Gus's one line of uh, like why you're late, and he goes Santa's busy at this time of year. Yeah, and I'm like oh, it's <laughs> my kind of humor. Yeah, um, and with Toby, you know, just getting a pure compliment from Toby, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> like, everyone's just flabbergasted by it. Um. Again, just showing the strength of that that scene altogether, uh, culminated there. Um, yeah, it's definitely nice to see Gus coming through. It's the other bit of conversation that was interesting around Carolyn Tuesday. Just the the thoughts on Christmas. Oh, they're like the their perception and like their different experiences through christmas yeah well there's just so much going by in these three episodes i did i barely noticed it like in hindsight the the comparison of their experiences from um 
having experienced Christmas from like different backgrounds, mm-hmm. the differences of that, like I see them, but it's more of a minor elaboration onto their characters. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any like it wasn't anything major to the show as it went, just kind of re reinforcing the the kind of themes that you saw with Carol and Ezekiel and the yeah. refugee background. Yeah. Um, which we'll probably talk about next, but before we go, one of the, my favorite uh, quotes from this series so far was from Toby, and it was, all I want from life is a real dog and real music. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, that resonates with me. Like, I feel that statement. Yeah. So the fact that he he says that and helps with uh the organ and then gives it a true compliment like that was kind of a, a crescendo yeah i guess we should we should probably step back and look at ezekiel's arc mm-hmm. how he like obviously recognized Carol and then just blew her off. Probably because he had this facade of what he needed to be. Yeah. This this strong face on to deal with the troubles in his life. Mm-hmm. The whole them reconnecting only to be like torn apart like two meetings later, I thought was kinda sad. But him being spurred in such a way to uh, sing or rap as himself, opposed to as the as the artist Ezekiel uh, by Carol, yeah. I thought was pretty powerful. Uh, even though the song was again kind of corny, but <laughs> I mean you can't expect the the best rhymes out of like a a foreign production. But it's not in like their their own language, and then it has to be not only that, but also has to be adapted and probably toned down, be easily absorbed by audiences. Mm. I mean, I, I listened to a bunch of hip hop, so I definitely have higher standards. I don't. I don't <laughs> listen to a bunch. I don't have higher standards. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. the The act was powerful, though. Yeah. Um, and that just, it's kind of a microcosm of the effect that Carol and Tuesday are having with the people around them. Yeah. Again, it continues that actually starting to see the direct effect that they're having on people. Because mm-hmm. before it was definitely like in the periphery, it was uh, in the stands, but now it's definitely on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, again, I don't know enough about. Um, the hip hop rap genres. It's not my style. I have some in the periphery because, you know, people I know listen to it, but it's never my first choice. Um, it was essentially, it was just easily digestible. It was mm-hmm. definitely made for a more like mainstream uh, project that yeah. is like Carol Tuesday. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's less about 
you know, the rhymes and the punchlines and, you know, the cadence and the flow uh, yeah. for this for this song. Yeah. It was definitely more raw. So seeing him with the lyrics written out on the cell wall. Yeah. Especially as the backdrop for that, I guess, music video. Mm-hmm. Definitely said something. Though it... The rhymes themselves seem to paint a different light on the relationship between Carol and uh, Ezekiel. Or Amel. Uh, yes. <laughs> Which is interesting because Carol... It's slightly contradictory to what Carol said about the relationship. I I but, don't I don't think. But I guess I, I don't think the lyrics are representative of that relationship. Because mm. uh, yeah. the the way I imagine this uh, happened is they likely got like an actual rapper and was like, "This is like laid out the groundworks of a song." Okay. And then that person had to build it based on a like a loose skeleton. Mm, and that this, makes sense. Yeah, this is the best that uh, they came out with that would fit their needs. Yeah. And unfortunately, it it also means that I think the relationship would be just misconstrued in in the lyrics. Yeah. Um, I think it's just uh, like an actual show production issue. Okay. Yeah. No, that I, that, that makes sense. Um, one thing I can say is like I did like that. I think both songs had similar messages, like the on the larger scale messages. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to see it going from that just unbridled rage to something more, in my opinion, thought out with the Amar song versus Ezekiel song. Mm-hmm. Well, this is another example of. The, the the same themes that we had seen through throughout this things that yeah. are manufactured versus things that are you know from from the heart and more authentic yeah uh, like this persona Ezekiel was a ma- manufactured facade yeah whereas the Amal track was definitely authentic. And that was something that uh, whoever wrote the rap was able to get through, even even though the lyrics didn't seem to fit the relationship there. Yeah. It was interesting. I, I found just watching, like, again, the... With, with Ezekiel juxtaposed... Juxtaposed. Juxtaposed. Thank you. <laughs> Super smart. Words are hard <laughs> um, with Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know two characters that we know literally came from the same backgrounds and just how, you know, one thing basically could change and split their paths. Cause Carol could have easily turned into Ezekiel as well. That's true. I, I think, I think Carol had a harder background though. Cause it was implied that Amal um, actually had parents in the camps. Mm. Whereas, um, no, they were in the orphanage together. No, I'm pretty sure the scenes that they were showing was post-orphanage. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I, I may slightly had that. Yeah, I think those were the refugee camps. Mm. 
and they had actually mentioned uh, Amal having some type of uh, family structure, where obviously Carol did not. Right, they did. Um, but it's just like how people cope differently, especially from similar backgrounds. Yeah. Um, and when they, you know, like split apart and the way the world affects them. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see Ezekiel kind of change his idea about how you outgrow friends. Oh, yeah, like, okay. uh, was it at Old Pair of Sneakers? Yeah. And you know, realizing it's like, nope, there's still value in that friendship, even if you haven't seen each other in 10 years. Yeah, well, you... You know, it's like, uh... Really high-waisted jeans. Like, they always come back. Yeah. Or uh, flood pants. They always <laughs> come back into style. <laughs> the mind you, I'm seeing weird pa- camo patterns these days, so I'm not... <laughs> keen on some of them coming back so it's interesting over these three episodes seeing this natural forward and positive um march by carol tuesday in their periphery and things ascending to a positive note even though there's obviously hardship and they're they're having negative experiences but at least career-wise and personally they're advancing yeah and then you you juxtapose uh carol tuesday to angela yes in these three episodes and i'm just uh, well so before we really get into it no binge watching yeah after i after i did my rewatch of this I immediately messaged Drew and said, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> <laughs> no binge watching allowed. So I watched this, um, these three episodes a few days ago. And I, of course, can't watch the next uh, set of episodes until uh, at earliest tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm like... On the upside... Uh, request talk about it at least this is the first time in this show that i've had that feeling where i really need to watch the next one uh i think if this show was going on like over the course of 24 weeks if if i missed one because of some type of obligation i had i probably wouldn't i'd probably just forget and move on yeah uh because it was this feeling that's lacking this like major conflicts occurring everything's up in the air just everything's crashing down and angela at this moment seems to have at least emotionally and uh interpersonally having the complete opposite opposite arc of uh carol tuesday yeah and again just that juxtaposition of watching this happen i can speak english sometimes (laughs) occasionally (laughs) at least i can read (laughs) (laughs) 
So, I mean, let's let's look at the arc. I guess through this, right? So, we know already Angela's been having struggles all season with um, with the Black Knights. Um, we, we've seen that she's passionate about performing not necessarily passionate about the recognition. She likes the idea of the growth that happens. You see the that in the big difference between how they reacted to their positions on the billboard. Um, you see that even here with their reactions to the grant them finding out they're both nominated for the Grammys. Yeah. She was very, yeah, about it. Right. Cause that's not, you can tell that's not what she's looking for. Mm-hmm. You compare that to Carol on Tuesdays, just can you Carol's on Tuesdays, complete excitement about just being nominated. Right. And Gus going, you know, you haven't even won yet. And compare that to Dahlia and Angela's interaction where it's kind of like, well, you're sure to win. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> like that. And we get the first inclinations of what's happening with Dahlia there as well in that same conversation. Which then goes into, you know, again, the idea of the AI and her just, her not seeing that authenticity around it. She's always angry about that to you know, getting into a fight to the pressure from Dahlia that she's feeling. Um, it was so refreshing finally seeing her actually stand up to her mother mm-hmm. and finally, like, confronting her. Yeah. I, I was like, finally? Because yeah. frankly, it was a long time coming. And I wonder exactly what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. It's just um, unfortunate that she I guess went um had an attack, went comatose, and then at the same time, uh Tao being arrested and just Angela's support structure just being completely taken away from her. Yeah. And it's a shame. And I think this is something that, you know, PSA, when you're depressed, a lot of people don't necessarily know. People mm-hmm. won't see it. Um, because, like, Carol and Tuesday, you know, saw stuff was happening around Angela. And they're like, I hope she's okay. I guess it's like, yeah, she's strong. She's been through worse, right? Yeah, and, yeah. It, and I wonder. Yeah. Is Dolia the same as that um, that other artist who Desmond? Had, yeah, Desmond. Yes. Yeah, I assume that uh, she's afflicted with the same, um, like hormonal changes via radiation and all that, and then uh, obviously went into a coma like Desmond. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized that like a second ago, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait. 
<laughs> um, so we see Angela's support structure falling. During that fight, we also find out it's heavily implied that Angela's adopted. Really? I, I, I went a completely different way. Okay. <laughs> what I thought was, uh, Dahlia, uh, couldn't, couldn't produce children of her own. So, uh, Angela is some type of clone. Hence, hence why there was no like birth records, but I mean, adoption makes sense. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> um, that's, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's immediately where I went with that, but. Either way, not Dahlia's. Yes. Like, right? It's weird. I, I honestly, like, I love Carol and Tuesday as it is, but I would absolutely have loved a just a movie based around angela i completely agree yeah just a single one shot uh mm -hmm. mind you it'd be, probably be really dark but i'd really enjoy it yeah um, i i did really enjoy it it sucks that they use the whole like confronted by yourself like the image of yourself with Ertagon previously, mm -hmm. because I would have loved to have seen that with the AI and Angela. Right. Uh, the AI just, like, the AI legit just started tr trash talking her. Yeah. And I would have loved to see her trash talk back. <laughs> but I guess because they had already done that, I'm glad that they didn't do it again, but I would have rather seen it with Angela. Well,. So I agree. I would have rather see it with Angela. And I don't think it's just because I don't think they didn't do that just because they had done it with Erdogan mm. uh, a few episodes previously. I think the reason we're not seeing that is because everything else is crashing around her. Mm. She is not in a mindset to be trash talking. It is a literally, you know, F off. And I mean, well, it's all, it goes dark. Yeah. Well, it's, it's obvious that Angela has hit rock bottom at this point, mm -hmm. uh, simply because like she finally asked for help. Yeah. Which of course, by sending a message that ju just directly says, help me. Mm -hmm. And of course, now I'm sitting here going like, what are you going to do now? What's going on? I don't know what's going on. Is Will yeah. Carol on Tuesday help? What's uh <laughs> So I'm just, yeah. the that fact. That's literally how it ends. <laughs> that's how it ends. And like I sent you a message, I'm just like, ah, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's dark, but I'm glad that there's this tinge on the show. Yeah, 
if we didn't have the Angela arc, I would have probably just like mentally thrown away the show with the wannabe political intrigue. Mm-hmm. The fact that they actually have like a dark interpersonal thing going on um, is probably what's saving season two for me. Agreed. I mean, tonally, it's very different than season one, which I both like and don't like. I think I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned this after our previous recording or during it, but I think this season should have been two. Yeah. Uh, but there might have been limitations. Maybe they didn't think they could get a third or some such. But I mean, at this moment, I, I don't care what's going on with Spencer and Kyle versus Jerry. Uh, Carol and Tuesday, they're fine. They're just doing their thing. Like, they're now perf- going to perform with uh, an artist uh, that they both look up to. Yeah. Um, that was there for them, the first Sidonia Festival. Yeah. I'm <laughs> actually, at this moment, only really interested in uh, Angela's arc. Yeah. Like, the, the next episode is so integral to me. Mm-hmm. Like I need to know what happens. I have that yeah. feeling. Um, I mean, I hope Angela performs. She probably will. But I'm wondering if I'm wondering if Tao's breakdown, or, or sorry, Angela's breakdown, um, and Tao helping will finally have him like understand emotion Mm. but it's it's interesting to see angela's reaction to her entire support structure disappearing and her finally having to do things for herself i mean i i think i mean they didn't say what kind of pills she was taking but i imagine they're probably anti-anxiety pills it's a lot of them. Yeah. Whatever it is, she's taking too much of them. Uh, luckily, in that scene, I did not see any alcohol or any other type of products. I mean, small graces. <laughs> she did throw a bunch in a drink, but I'm assuming that was just water. It, it looked like water from an yeah. animation standpoint. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of had hints of what she's going through with uh, a little with the floor episode as well. Right. Cause it's mm-hmm. essentially that same thing. It's like, you come out, you hit, you hit the top, you have nowhere to grow. In the meantime, you have all this dark underlying background, which I mean, has always been part of Angela's character. We, we mm-hmm. talked about that in season one too. Um, and just, yeah, like not having that outlet. Like it's, she's actually got a lot of parallels with the other characters. I think she's got that's a lot of parallels with Ertigan as well. Really, honestly, uh, I think this. I th- I think in the first was it the first? It was either in the first um, part to our second wall series or the second one, where I mentioned I felt like it might have been after recording too uh, that. This show was actually originally about Angela and then yeah. was rewritten into something different because 
she is uh she seems to have parallels with all the characters mm-hmm. there's a little bit um from each character so if she was the, the primary character of this series you'd be able to see that and compare to everyone yeah. uh in proximity i really should i really should research that but i've been staying away from anything related to the show <laughs> so i can go into it uh completely unaware yeah just a few more days <laughs> a few more days and then i can actually look into it yeah unfortunately i i actually don't have any uh real predictions I mean, I imagine the way that they're trying to push this show, it'll be some nonsense like uh, Carol on Tuesday's performance somehow changes Tuesday's mom's mind or and that culminating with the whole like Kyle Spencer versus Jerry situation and then Tao taking down the other guy. But I'm like, that's not what I want to see. That's not what the series built for me. That's not the foundation that I experienced in the, the first season. So it's kind of going in like this weird direction I'm not super keen on. But that's probably why I don't have any predictions. <laughs> it would just be like uh, logical assertions based on the things that I see opposed to like actually feeling and thinking uh, and careful considerations about the world. Yeah. Because right now, again, all I want to know is about Angela. I mean... I feel that. <laughs> my only real prediction is there'll be some form of happily ever after for Angela. Whether it's her being a performer or her finally settling down and um, maybe finding something else for herself. That's to be said, mm-hmm. but... Uh, they'll be happily happily ever after for her. Eventually. <laughs> I mean, they might leave it vague for a third season, but... Yeah. Yeah, I've had no... I haven't heard any inklings of a third season, so I'm not sure mm. if there will be. Um, don't rule it out, but... Um... Well, I guess with the way that we kind of discuss these episodes, there's not really... A reason to go through each character like we normally would yeah no we we it's just that because of the way these episodes were structured we really just had to talk about all the characters <laughs> at once instead of per episode so um yeah i think we actually covered all of the characters within we didn't cover urtigan but i mean like uh, where he's going or anything but again he's like, said, he's awesome he's funny yeah yeah he's again, my boy <laughs> and again i i get the same like i mean there's the same feeling that they finished urtigan's arc yeah right and i think if anything the the sedona festival was the denouement of his arc mm, for <laughs> right? sure Here's how the character growth affected him and such like that. So, I mean, it's good to see like some positive change for him, even though his like his conflict was very was silly, but I really enjoyed it because the the loss of identity from 
a little like Pinocchio AI stealing all his money. Um, just something so entertaining about that series of episodes, considering how dark they were. Yeah. Like just witnessing the loss of a man's identity like that. And now we're kind of seeing the same thing with Angela and our support structure. So yeah. at least, uh, one thing I do want to say is the whole Angela situation definitely hit a bit harder because of the way um, these three episodes started. Mm-hmm. So Tao saves Angela. The big like looming shadow around her character arc was resolved. You have that feeling of relief. And you're like, okay, so we're going to transition into something. Oh, no, zero to 60. Things are going bad for her. So, yeah. like, very unexpected, and I definitely appreciate that in a show. I didn't see it going this way. Uh, other than that, there's nothing else that I can say. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't think of anything, anything that wouldn't weaken the conversation that we've had so far. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, that. Thanks for huddling around the second wall with us here tonight. Join us next week as we discuss Underwater at the Media Club. Week after that, we'll be back with the conclusion of Carolyn Tuesday. Please join in the conversation in the comments or on social media as we would love to get your thoughts on Carolyn Tuesday. And if you think we could win the best uh, new podcast, please give us a share. (laughs) 